It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd. Plus, you're loving him, Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show starts now. Booyah! Oh, we're, 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 we may have a sip of my, uh, of my Kool-Aid. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. oh wait, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I, need um, to, I need to switch it into my other hand. Yeah, Let me get on. it into my left hand there. <laughs> oh, man, what's that? Oh, on the back oh, of your cup, dog? What's that? Oh, yeah. Is there bourbon in here? <laughs> I'm wasted Jason's already. Jason's wife made these for us. <laughs> this yeah. is nice. Shout out to her, man. Thank this you. This is beautiful, So man. the funny thing is she texted real quick. We, I know we got a ton of rounds. She texted me yesterday. And she said, hey, find out whoever is right-handed, left-handed. I didn't know she meant right away. I was going to ask you all today. And this morning, I'm getting ready to leave, and she's making all these mugs. And she goes, well, I just made them all right-handed. Because you couldn't bother to ask in the chat that you're in all the time who's right-handed and who's left-handed. I'm like, well, I didn't know That's that you needed cool. it right now. So, Bull is left-handed. Sorry about that, buddy. That's all right. I'm, you know, it's fine. If any it. of us were left-handed, it would be Bull. <laughs> Right, 13, that's 13 right. percent of the population. Dang. I think it's less. I think it's 11 or 9. Yeah, wow, crazy. wow. My heart rate is just now settling back down to resting after yesterday's football game. They're the cardiac kids. There's no other way to carve it up. I mean, I know it's been used before. You have to go all the way back to the late 70s. Thank you. Thank you. That's what this team. Oh, there's, there's the cool. Now the show can there's begin. There's the cool. Thank you, Anthony. Uh, what a win. Shotgun reactions. Who goes for go? Whoever wants go to go ahead, take it. G. Ah, man, listen, I'm gonna tell you what, man. You know, when I came up with the Kool Aid Mafia, man, this wasn't like this is not no regular just thing, man. When when they told me, I said six and zero. Oh, they said, man, I'm drinking the Kool Aid, and I thought I said, listen, we need to come up with something. But when you come up with something, you gotta believe in it. And drinking the Kool Aid really doesn't necessarily mean that you're just going to be out here just jumping off the roof, but you believe in things that aren't yet seen. Sometimes you got to put your feet and flag down and believe in something that you don't quite see yet. And so when I watch the Cleveland Browns and you wear these shirts and everybody out there that's wearing these shirts, you get to a point and we watch those football games and then it's just like the, the, the thing just starts pounding in your heart. And when you're ready to give up in the third quarter, you say, nah, I didn't drink the Kool-Aid now. We didn't already came this far. We ain't turning back. And the great thing about the Cleveland Browns is I- I'm so happy at them because happy with them because they have really showed the world that football is a more in-depth sport than what we really mean on, on the surface level. It's just not about your quarterback and how much money he makes and, and can he be a franchise quarterback. It's the small little things. It's, it's the Dustin Hopkins of the world that kick field goals and you got confidence in them. It's the, Cam, it's the Cameron Mitchell's tackling somebody by a fingertip and not let them get in fourth and one. It's, it's JOK blitzing, hitting guys. It's guys playing their first games they've ever played and they come in and you know what they do? Instead of saying, I'm a rookie, they get that Gatorade bottle and they drink that Kool-Aid. And then they believe that they can make the plays and step in for the other guys. 
I, to me, I love it so much because this this year has told us that football is a team game. Football is a game that, that have, you have to have passion and emotion to play it, not just analytics and figuring out who has the most stats. People count, you matter, and Kool-Aid is ready to drink. Like a you matter drop in there. Boom! That was crazy. <laughs> Only G. Bush, the marketing wizard, yeah. can flip a Browns victory into how good this is promotionally. Yes. <laughs> like, this is a promotion. This is beautiful. This is a dream. Marketing genius. You got to believe in it, Jay. Jason, you were there, right? Yeah, I was there. And, you know, I wrote this morning about we talk about just the next man up. And no one actually believes that, though, right? Like, coaches say it. Guys go down, coaches get on the podium and say, well, it's next man up. And everyone's like, yeah, right, okay, well, no, the season's over. And yet we've got to the point with this Brown season where I know I look at it like it really doesn't matter who goes down next because you just have a feeling that they're going to figure out a way. So I talked to guys, the unknown guys yesterday, the anonymous guys, Jaron Christian. He was at a Halloween party out of the NFL. He was at a Halloween party with his family, and his agent called him and said, you got to get on a flight to Cleveland. Nine hours later, he's on a flight to Cleveland. A week later, he's a starting left tackle. DeAnthony Bell couldn't even afford to go to college. He went to four different colleges, undrafted free agent safety last year, was out of football entirely because he didn't have a scholarship and he couldn't afford a tuition. So he was working a construction job in 2017, carrying around rocks. Now he's making the interception in the end zone to, to save the game and, and continue this crazy playoff march on. Michael Dunn was a surprise cut at the end of training camp. He thought he was in good shape. No, they cut him because it's a manipulation of the roster and salary and everything else. They put him on practice squad and told him, just be patient. You're going to help us. And sure enough, Petonio goes down yesterday, and there's Michael Dunn filling it at left guard. He got a couple holding calls, but he also threw the big block on, this, on the play that sprung Marquise Goodwin. He was the pulling guard helping on the, on the blitzing end. And then there's Marquise Goodwin, who whoever thought he'd even still be playing football right now. Yeah. He had blood clots. I thought his career was over. He was out six weeks, and he's back. He had the nasty concussion returns and he came in the game yesterday i told zach jackson here's marquise like they need something they were at the point in the game you needed some sort of big play to get this thing moving 57 yard reception down the down the seam that really i thought was the play that flipped the whole thing i thought that's really what allowed joe flacco to really sort of catch momentum catch a rhythm and then they took off from there and it just goes on and on from there we talk about cam mitchell fifth round pick nothing expected these guys ronnie hickman undrafted free agent nothing's expected of him and there's the starting safeties now on this team. And the train just keeps moving. The band keeps playing. It's been incredible to see. I really enjoyed yesterday just spending a few minutes with each of these unknown guys that came out of nowhere and are now playing huge roles on this team that is nine and 9-5 and sprinting toward the playoffs. And obviously the only guy you didn't mention there is Joe Flacco. Because did, we know his Who story. didn't come out of nowhere, yeah. but he came off the couch. Came out of the retirement home. And... For the first three quarters of this game, it was like, oh, that's why he was on the couch, right? He forgot to put his teeth in. Yeah, he was pretty bad for much of the first three quarters. But like we've seen a number of times this year, when the, the defense kept the team in the game, what the defense did was magnificent. I mean, you talk about a secondary ravaged by injuries. Denzel Ward was back, but he wasn't right. Miles Garrett, still not 100%. We know the hits they took on the D line. And the defense was absolutely lights out in this game. And then when it mattered, after struggling for much of three quarters, Joe Flacco and the offensive line, which also was terrible for three quarters, even worse than Flacco was, the defensive line did their job, excuse me, the offensive line did their job in the fourth quarter, and Joe Flacco did as well. And what's really funny is we're used to the same old Browns, right? When the Browns scored that touchdown with 32 seconds, uh, scored the game-winning field goal with 32 seconds left, and we're in our chat group, 
And Jay's like, because Jay has been through more suffering as a Browns fan than <laughs> anybody scar else. tissue. Because he's the <laughs> oldest of the bunch. Yeah. So Jay's like, I don't know, 32 seconds, Justin Fields got some magic. And I'm like, Jay, there's no timeouts. It's okay. And it was almost another same old Browns moment, except it's not the same old Browns anymore, yeah. Jay. It's the new Browns who find a way to make the field goal when they need it, who find a way for the other team to miss the field goal. And in this case, the Hail Mary that almost gave us all a heart attack, it was caught. I mean, it was in his belly. It was yes. a game-winning throw. Yes. And it popped out. And then DeAnthony Bell grabs it. I'm like, get it down! Get it I down! Know, I know. I thought he was going to try to return it. <laughs> I and I already saw the fumble, yes. the scoop, and the score. Down, down. That's I'm what I'm all about. TV. <laughs> I was doing well, I was, And you know what? He smartly brought it out one yard and, and went down. That was it. Over. Yep. Unbelievable. Uh, you're right. I, I did. I sent, I sent the text. Guys, Fields can be tricky here. He's really good for those situations. He was at Ohio State. He is in this spot, too. It's funny. Uh, you kind of went where I was going to go. As I'm watching the game last night, I'm sitting there. I got, okay, I want to build my opening statement on a word. A word that sums up the season. And I came up with 50 words, all single words. But I, I, this is what I've boiled it down to. Pivot. Mm. And if you think about it in the micro and in of yesterday and in the macro of the season, that's what this team has been able to do time and time and time again. Pivot. They're, they're dealt a blow at quarterback. Pivot to this guy. Dealt another blow at quarterback. Pivot. Another blow at quarterback. Pivot. 80% of our offensive line is now in the training room. Yeah. Pivot. Our kicker sucks before the season. Pivot. One of the things that I really want to emphasize in this whole mantra of pivot the run game which was at one point this year if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast join the draft dudes kyle krabs and joe marino as they go position by position through the nfl free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 nfl draft if you want to know who your favorite nfl team should be adding to its roster you need to check out locked on nfl scouting available on youtube and wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Definitely a workable run game for whatever reason, whether it's you're down four of your five linemen, I don't know. For whatever reason, the run game has completely evaporated. Here's what I love about what they did yesterday. Okay, so what happens when there's no threat of running the football? You're basically keeping your eyes on the short intermediate routes because that's what really, if you look at it, that's what Flacco was doing. Mm -hmm. They pivoted in real time in the game to finally take the deep shot with the two guys that we know can complete the deep shot. We saw a couple shots with Goodwin early on. Deshaun Watson was woefully off in all of his deep throws to Goodwin. For the last two weeks, I've been thinking in my head, Flacco, Goodwin, Flacco, Goodwin. Flacco throws the deep ball. Goodwin gets past defenses. Why aren't we seeing Flacco to Goodwin? Run game was gone, pivot. We haven't been deep all year. We haven't been that team. Run your nine. Go. And you, you, you mentioned the block that gave Flacco just enough time. That's a, We're going to talk about this later in the show. Which of the offensive tandem relationship are you most looking forward to the rest of the way? 
for me, I'll give away my answer now. It's that one. We can, we can hit that ball on just about any team. The Flacco to Goodwin thing is going to become a thing here in the last couple of games. That's my hope. But my word for the day is pivot. After every curveball that's been thrown their way, they somehow find a way to pivot and make it work. And I also think that there's irony right now. Their record is 9-5. and five. Once upon a time, there was a movie called 9-5. to five. Working <laughs> Printed the same way. Five. What a way to make a living. And here they are. Dolly Parton. This team yeah. is blue collar. Yep. They work. They don't care who gets the credit. On defense, we saw a game-saving play three times by guys you wouldn't pen in before the game started as guys that were going to make that game-saving play. Yeah. But when the moment called for it, the second or the third string, the substitution, the guy that when the when we broke camp, we never thought would be a game-difference playmaker made plays yesterday. There's something special going on. I looked back at the Hail Mary ten times. It wasn't until the ninth time that I saw it, and then I had to watch it again a tenth time. If you look really carefully on that play, you see a hand coming out of nowhere with a 32 tattoo on the back of the palm. And he knocks the ball out of the receiver's hands. It's the work of Jim Brown, guys. It's the only way I can explain it. There's a lot of funky things going on right now. Did you just get paranormal? I went super paranormal because I'm not a paranormal guy. But I think I saw Jim Brown on that last play. I was like, wow. And he was the ghost that knocked the – how did that guy not catch the ball? I think he was startled by it. I truly think I he was startled by it, it because he was laying there and it's on his it chest. Right and there. then he kicked it. <laughs> right not only did he drop, not ki- he kicked he it. He kicked it up. He, he kicked, kicked Jim it. Brown flinched that leg muscle and knocked Maybe. that ball out. Well, you said pivot so much. We got to go find the Ross clip from yeah. friends. You guys watch the couch. <laughs> yeah. Pivot. Pivot. That's exactly <laughs> what I feel like right pivot. now. Hey, if you want to oh. get more, it, 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 oddly enough, when I was driving home from the show on Friday, I put on Howard Stern, and he's doing, like, best of all time. Yeah. And who was he interviewing on his show when I turned it on? Jim Brown. Jim Brown. I'm telling you. it's Look at this. It's a fait accompli. (laughs) Now, you said something that I want to touch on quickly before we dive into our Joe Flacco grade and all that. You mentioned that it doesn't matter with the injuries. And, And you had said earlier this week, doesn't matter. Keep bringing them. Early in the game, it felt like it did. I do think. Yes. I do think there is a tipping point. And honestly, to me, I thought that the POSIC injury was the tipping point. That takes your line to 80% back up. No, to te- uh, not uh, Petonio, you mean. Posick yeah, but, yeah went, I'm yeah. sorry, Petonio. Yeah, Petonio right. went out during the game with yeah. the back. You're right. I, to me, it felt like, okay, like, this is enough already. You, someone's laughing at this, but it's not funny. When you have four of your starting five offensive linemen that are either on IR or out for the game... It did to me feel like we're one-dimensional. They We're one-dimensional. We cannot run the football. You cannot win a game when you're one-dimensional. And then Flacco put on the cape and he made it work. All that being said, we cannot go. At some point, this magic carpet ride ends because of injuries, in my view. We've got to get these guys healthy. You've got three weeks to do it. I feel very secure now that they're going to have one of the playoff spots. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I feel very comfortable in that now. But to me, the goal is, at any and all cost, get these players back. And if they're healthy for week 19, who gives a damn what happened the right. first 18? It doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, well, what, 
Yeah, go ahead. Well, the, with the complication with the linemen is the fact that how many times have we seen them run heavy jumbo sets with extra linemen? You can't no. do that now. That's a no. big part of what they're yeah. doing. And Michael Dunn is that extra guy. Nick Harris, those are your two extra guys when you go heavy. Yeah. Well, now Nick's your center and Dunn's your left guard. Hopefully, I, I saw Joel in the locker room briefly, but I was busy talking to all those other guys I was telling you about, so I didn't get over to him. He was not moving well after the game. He was yeah. moving very slowly. But Kevin said he tweaked it in pregame. I can't imagine it's anything terribly serious. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll wait and see how it goes. I'm not making any predictions on Monday as to his availability for next week. But that's the crippling part. Like, Michael Dunn has played a lot of snaps in the NFL. He, yeah. Nick Harris, is he was the Browns' starting center right. until he got hurt on the second play of the Jacksonville preseason game. So these and, – and James Hudson, we can get into Hudson. Yeah, he's bad. It, we will. It's, it's, We're going to get into he's Hudson. He's a swinging gate at, at, at right tackle. Uh, but on, in the run game, everyone keeps telling me he's the best run blocker they have at tackle. He's better than Conklin. In, in terms of run blocking, it's pass it. blocking is where the deficiency is. Run blocking, is. though, more than anything. Like, you've got to work together as an, it's an orchestra. And they're just, they're, they're abysmal. They're like wet tissue paper at the line I, when they try to run the ball. I did think Ford was part of the problem yesterday. I, I haven't blamed him much to this point. But anyway, we'll, I mean, we'll, it's, hard we'll to, it's, it's really hard to judge him. When first contact is constantly he, being made behind the line of he, scrimmage. No, he he missed some things that he, were there yesterday. He did. I didn't see he it. Did. Yeah, didn't see there it. was one he in was particular. Running very tentative. There was one in particular where I told Zach Jackson, my partner at the Athletic, Jerome went this way, and if he would have just waited a second and cut, there was a lane for him yeah. to cut back, and he yeah. just didn't see it. You, you know, there was a guys, couple plays. That you, know, you know, guys, uh, they don't they don't think like we think. There's no, I can guarantee, there's nobody in that locker room that's talking about anything about injuries. They literally, yeah, you're right. They literally don't care about that. Yeah, um, you're right. And Miles Garrett in the defense is saying, "Who cares? Who cares what they have on offense?" But it is there in the back of their minds. I mean, they know no, who's no, no, out there. No, no, you have to be irrational. They are at, at, when you lose your quarterback. When you when Chubb went down and Deshaun Watson was gone for the year, they're irrational at this point. You cannot think that anything is going to be be bad because guess what? You can control what you can control. And Miles Garrett in the defense. Go look at what the way they perform. They basically said it don't matter if you got us up there. We not letting them score, and that is infectious. And the thing that is more infectious is this. When you got a defense and a quarterback who's been there before, Miles Garrett said it. He said, look, Joe been there. We don't care if we throw five interceptions. Okay, we know he can get back up here and lead us to a victory. That's true. Those are the two irrational things that are leading the Browns well, right now. Well, now it becomes rational because they proved it. They proved they, they can do it. And, yeah. and they just, the best part was the guy that dug the hole got them out of the hole. And they just wait for us to just go ahead and say, okay, we believe now. We got to go to Earl. Time for a read, right? Yep. What's up? Earl's in for Earl. Mikey, by the way. Our first hello and good morning to, I, of the day to Earl. Yeah, Mike I, is in Jersey. So, I told y'all y'all can go crazy. I'm not going to give you many instructions. But before we do the first read, I do have one instruction. Uh, me, Steve, and Anthony, we decided on this. It's Victory Monday. Yeah. We barking the dog pound. So, on the count of three, I need a Victory Monday bark from mm. everybody that's in this studio. Oh, that works. There All right. There is. There is. One, yeah. two, three. <laughs> <laughs> He's a beat writer. He can't. <coughs> Smoker's cough. Yeah. Why I don't smoke. Way, yeah, I don't smoke. I don't smoke. Right. Jay knows what becomes of that. That's a meme. Yep. I and with that, that, as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers well, stay wait. hot on FanDuel. <laughs> right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. 
if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get into action, get into the action than right now. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Got a big winning ticket? No, we don't. They usually send them to Mike. They didn't oh. send them to him. But we got a big winning quarterback. Wacko for Flacco is still alive, man. 2-0. Jay, take it from here. No, wait. First of all, what's still alive is your irrational sitting here one day for G. Bush. Yeah. Like, he saw you Kool-Aid and mm-hmm. raised you a pound of sugar with the Kool-Aid. He sat here and said, they're going to go 5-0. and oh. They're going to run the I table. I think he said there was an 80% chance. And we laughed and we giggled. Mm. Well, and why would you do that? We tried to get him to say he would shave his head if they didn't. Yeah, and he wouldn't go that far. He loves no. We just gonna give some memberships. But guys, the, the way you think about like, it's 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 right there in front of them. All these are winnable, and we'll sure. talk about that a lot as yeah. we move forward. But first, Joe Flacco, three seventy four. <laughs> three. I haven't seen numbers like that next to a Browns quarterback name in a very <sighs> long time. In the last two games. He has done something that no Browns quarterback since Brian Sipe has done. Yes, that includes Bernie Kosar. That's that's nuts. Well, Mer- and he start- most uh, passing yards, first three games of a Browns career in the history of the franchise. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and again, he did most of it in the fourth quarter for 200 yards in the fourth quarter. Had to. When 221, they- I think, in the fourth. I mean, they scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. Basically, right? the Browns had one drive in the first three quarters that was good. The one touchdown drive was a good drive. Yeah. They didn't do anything. Until about 12 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, besides that one drive. But when it mattered, in those 12 minutes, he and they were magnificent. He was great. Uh, Najoku was great. Cooper got good when we talked about it all. But Joe Flacco, after making some mistakes early, and it was probably Tillman's fault, that first interception. He probably ran. More likely that he ran the wrong route than Flacco had the wrong read, but you never know. Uh, but in the end, when it mattered, he was brilliant in those final 12 minutes. Yeah. So, like... I don't know. For the first three quarters, he got a D, and then or or yeah, a D, and then the fourth quarter he gets an A plus 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 plus. So I don't know. What I don't is know your what, final grade? I you guess. know what it is? It's like the guy that you know in in school. There are four grading periods. Yeah, you have four nine week periods, and you're right. D D D. Yeah. And then he comes out and gets not just an A, but like a hundred percent A. Right. So it's what hard. Do, what do we average that I, out? To? I, I guess in the end, that what he did overweighs mo- the D for yes. most of the game. So I give him a. I'll give him an A minus, I guess. I'll give know? him an A. Well, I have an a-. A-. Yeah. He had more. I just looked it up. You you sparked me to look something yeah. up. He had more passing yards in the fourth quarter than the Browns have had in nine games this year. <laughs> oh, my God. He had more yards in the fourth That's quarter crazy. than they've had in nine games. So, what are you giving him? A. A? <laughs> you already know. <laughs> Why would you even ask me that? A plus plus. Like, let me tell you this. I'm just sitting here. Because I said the first time he threw for three, I said 303 touchdowns. As Joe Flacco delivered, I texted him after the show in my mind. He said, you're right, G. Bush. Dear Joe. Dear Joe, here's how it's going to go. Wonderful game. I love you, I G. Came, Bush. I came back, and I doubled down. I doubled down like I had two. I know I split the aces. I doubled down. <laughs> I doubled down and said he's going to throw for 300 again. It was looking shaky. He was getting D's all the way through. He could have threw 10 interceptions in one quarter. One drive, the ball just went right through somebody's body. Oh, like it was incredible. a glitch in Madden. The, that was like, it was just like comment that was made during the broadcast yeah. was when Sanchez said, 
It's like the glitch in the Madden yeah. game, which it we was, all know exactly what That was the only good thing, because otherwise Everything, he, he's a disaster. He, my ears were bleeding. They, but that, that made can, me laugh out loud. Why can he not say Koromoa? I don't know. It's it's his play-by-play guy says it right. He says it wrong just every call time. Just and then he, at one point he called Batonio Harrison Bryant or vice versa. I don't know what the but hell. The most, I'm sorry. the most impressive yeah. throw. Yeah. <laughs> the most impressive throw. This is why it's levels. When people are saying that, we owe him an apology. It's a lot of y'all out there. It's ageism. Listen, it's messed up. We're not talking about the age of Joe Biden here. I'm sorry. You can't say that, Garrett. That's why they don't like you. We're talking about. We we talking about my man Joe Flacco. He's 39, 40, 38. Whatever the case it is, he threw that ball to, to, to Amari Cooper in between a triangle, Bermuda triangle of defenders. It was like three converging it was, forces. It was like, and he, and he threw his sidearm and then it curved. It looked like a, a slider. And then it dropped right <laughs> over the outside plate. And then the catcher couldn't even frame it. Amari Cooper catches it and goes to the house. I never seen nothing like that. I said, listen, this is, this is spectacular. Of course he gets an A. I, he could have had an F the first three games or first three quarters of the game. But when it counted, he was light. It was almost like the ghost of Deshaun Watson against Baltimore. I'm like, you're not going to just, he's just going to go perfect? He's just perfect? Looked it. Remember Mikey's question on Friday, what's more likely, Flacco for 350 or, or Fields for 225? I'm like, well, ain't neither one of those things happened. Yeah, well, we were, yeah. I took Flacco, I so I got it right. But, like, never in a million years did I think that would actually no happen. Defense. Especially it's after three quarters. No defensive touchdown. Cedric Tillman almost had a touchdown. I got tackled with one. By the way, on I, that, I thought he was going to get in, too. I did, too. By the way, on that touchdown with Amari Cooper, not only was it a great throw by Flacco, but how like Cooper a couple times I was like, oh no, he's gonna fall out of bounds. He looked like he was losing job. his balance. Yeah, a little yeah no, right. he did a great times. job tight roping. Yep. Yep. You're right. That ball had some sort of two seam run. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know how he fit it through that I, I, window. No clue. No clue. If you go back and look at what he saw when he released it, I don't, it's it's, it's un, it's an unbelievable. Like if you haven't done it yet, take the time to go look at the. It's out there yeah. of what he was seeing when he actually released the ball and where he put it. Because when he in the press box, I thought it's picked. He's it, that's getting picked. Now, I, I if he had that same throw to make a hundred times, he may only make it once. The the degree of yeah. difficulty on that throw, I was hoping they would show the stat that shows the probability, the catch probability. I think the catch probability was less than one percent. It was just so much going on. There yep. was so much movement, and the fact that he hit his moving target while evading three guys that were all sort of converging from different angles. Yeah. But here's what I love about Joe Flacco and what we're currently experiencing. When his college coach was on and he talked about when he knew Flacco was special, what he said was supremely confident, supremely confident. How in the world he throws three picks, but in the game's biggest moment has the onions to even let that ball go? The only thing that explains it is what his college coach said. Supreme confidence. Shoot or shoot, oh, man. Wow. Shoot or yeah. shoot. You could miss 20 in a row. You're I convinced mean, that next one's going crazy. in. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Really can is. we see that again? That's Guys, crazy. can you run that one more time? Now, I don't know if this is a new route. If this is a Flacco type route, because I've never seen that a route like this it. before. Look at it. Ah. Look at how it's going to fall out. Hey, because, say, say that again, Jason. Because I actually, I wanted Facts. to check on this and I Facts. haven't had time. That looks like a new route to me. I haven't seen that route before. That's like a, good point. a lot of times with these route trees, you mm, see them yeah. 
and they might mix a different route tree with a different protection or whatever, but a lot of them look the same. I mean, I've never seen that before. That throw is ridiculous. And Jay mentioned another route where they, they kind of did the misdirection. They had, uh, uh, they had Cooper Tillman. on a comeback yep, on said, the Goodwin deep ball. And, yeah. and then you had the Cedric Tillman on the goal line where he almost scored. That's right. That was a completely different well, action that got him open as well. We've heard Joe and Kevin both say, look, as the weeks go on, we're going to build on this playbook. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, the yeah. bottom base of the pyramid is there. Now you're just going to keep adding layers and layers and layers until you get to yeah. the top. You're right. I don't remember seeing that particular route because that's not right. what he typically does. He I usually mean, stays on the same side that he starts. I mean, this is no. I mean, I don't. We don't need to go down this road. PJ Walker can't make that throw. No, and that's probably why it no, wasn't no. in the playbook. No. Well, I'm not sure. DTR can't make that throw. I, Deshaun no. can make that throw. He has made that throw. We haven't yeah. seen him do it in a while. But DTR and PJ can't make that throw. No, no. chance. No and chance. so I, I, it's amazing to me as as you're watching this thing unfold in real time. Just, he might be one of the biggest bet-on-yourself athletes we've ever seen. When you go back to the Super Bowl and the fact that he had a pile of money on the table and everybody in football said, Joe, what are you doing? Joe, under his breath, said, I believe. Yeah. I believe in this defense and what I can do. He rolled the dice. He kept rolling. He kept rolling. He kept winning. And he won the Super Bowl. And he got the bag. Now, in the second carnation of his, not even the second, the fourth incarnation of his career he again all of these incentives you know if you win you get this if you win you get this that's a perfect structure for Joe Flacco he's got to love that yeah. because he believes he can win in any scenario go ahead Jason. well when you talk about the supreme confidence of Flacco I think when you marry that with the supreme confidence of Kevin this is what you see because yeah. Kevin Stefanski's the exact same way we'll get into Kevin a little bit later but it's that supreme confidence and that even keel that I've talked about for years on the show uh, no matter if it's high or low, he's always right here, and that's yeah. what this organization needs. Yeah. Well, Joe's the same way. It doesn't matter about the, the picks or whatever. He's always going to be here. There's always this belief that they're going to find a way, and you're seeing what happens when you marry that now between the quarterback and the head coach. you got 52 other guys in that locker room that absolutely believe. Gee, I don't know if it was G that said it or Jason. I can't remember now. Like, How do you have – one of you guys said, how, how do you have the confidence to make that throw after you've thrown so many picks in a game? I think you said it, G, right? Yeah, you were, you were. And I'm just like – <clears throat> what's what's great about this team, what makes this team fun to watch is to some degree it feels like they're playing with house money this year because you're right, the team doesn't feel that way, but from an outside perspective, it's like, this is crazy, the amount of injuries. 25% of their salary cap right. is out. Yep. However the season ends up, it, it's been so much fun to watch. Now, whether they, they lose in the first round of the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl, obviously you want the latter, but it's been so much fun to watch. And in a way, I think Joe Flacco's playing the same way. I don't think he's feeling any pressure right now. He's playing loose. He's playing free. He's like, hey, and the reason he throws picks is because he makes throws like that. And you're going to miss some of those. And you're going to throw a pick. But it's not going to stop him. He's like, eh, uh, next time you I'll hit it. hope the good outweighs the bad. Yeah, exactly. And yesterday, even though there were three glaring bads, when he had to be great, and again, that's betting on yourself. When he had to be great, this guy has ice water. You know, Joe Cool. He... I don't want to be prisoner of the moment because I try really hard to never be that guy, but it feels like he never really got the proper credit in Baltimore. Is that fair? Like, he won a Super Bowl MVP, but no one ever looked at him as a No. Leader, right? Like, no. It was always because he wasn't team, but in fairness, he wasn't consistently great. I'm not disagreeing with that, yeah. but it feels like here, this moment that nobody saw coming. Right. He's now getting, like, all the credit and the praise that he never got. I'm not yeah. saying... I, I want to be careful. I'm not saying no one ever appreciated him, but it just felt like he was always the yeah, but guy. 
You know, and but, like, yeah, he's got that, but, but yeah, he's okay. But their defense is so great. Yeah. 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 When you got Ray Lewis, it sucks up a lot of oxygen. Yes, down, and now just... all of a sudden, he put his teeth in, came out of the retirement home, picked That's up his true. club on the 18th fairway, and everyone's like, oh, my God, this guy's unbelievable. And it like, feels it, like he's finally getting maybe some of the do that. You? 47. How dare you make a joke about 38 no teeth? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Did you put your teeth in this morning? Uh, I did. I, I will tell you this. this. This is breaking news here. Get your, get your popcorn. Um, we'll talk about the running game later on in, in the show. But uh, I said it in the chat. I said I would not be surprised, and I said it last week, that if the Browns throw the ball 100 times. And I said I'm not going to kill them for it. I also no, said, they're a passing football you team can't, right at now. This point, you can't <laughs> run. And, and for me, yeah, I, I'm all for the gadgets too because they got to win with little smoke and mirrors. So I like I, that I, play I, where yeah. Hunt took the snap, pitched the Flacco, Flacco <laughs> back to <laughs> the schoolyard school for it. And it worked. Whatever they got, they're gonna have to play that way. I, I've pivoted in, in the word of the there day. You go. And uh, look, I, I, I think that the best way that the Browns can win football games, Joe Flacco has submitted that. Can you win football games with him throwing the ball that much? Yes, but there is some collateral damage to that. He may throw some picks. We're going to get some sacks somewhere. But for the Cleveland Browns moving forward, this team is laying and depending on the right arm of Joe Flacco. But you, no. you may think it's crazy, but that's the best way. No, that's the plan of action. As you're ranking your assets, he clearly is at the top. Oh, yeah. However, and I think you guys will agree with me on this. You can't win in the playoffs with a run game that averages 1.6. You, no, you, you can't. Probably not. I no. mean, you might. I mean, you might win one opponent. game. You might beat two opponents, but at some point, you're going to hit a defense that is begging you to be one-dimensional, right? And you're going to play right into their hands. Yeah, you're going to have to run Somehow, some. They've some, got. Yeah. I don't know. What do they do to better. figure this out? I, I, I mean, you said it yeah. in the chat. I think. How have we not called Collins? How, hopefully, they're doing I, that right they, now. They. I mean, I would love to. They need to bring in a veteran. I think. God. They need. I, I bring in multiple veterans. I, yeah. I, you know, but teams seem hesitant to do that this late in the year. I don't know what it is. But you know, it's like this late in a poker game. Yeah. When you've got a lot of chips in the table and you still like your hand, and I yeah. think they do. You don't pull chips out. No. You put chips in, and if putting chips yeah. in means going to get two veteran offensive linemen, do it. Hoping one of them hits. Yeah. Your team is better for it. And, and we'll see what happens with Petonio, Pochich, Teller. You know, those what's, guys. Are, what's Posix? Uh, Post. For next week, do we think he'll be back? Shoulders. I mean, look at yeah, ask Maurice right. Claret about shoulder stingers. It screwed up his entire freshman season, Ohio State. Yeah. He was. I mean, it's a different position, but I think that one's hard to tell. It's, it is. You never know when it, it's, it takes one hit on it. One bad. What hit. What about the other guys? Who on the line can we hope? We know that Jones is out. We yep. know that Wills is out, yep. so that gets your, you know, yep. your, your wings out. You got Batonio. We don't know about Batonio's back. We I, don't I know about Posey's shoulder. Say. Like I said, Joel was not moving well in the locker yeah, they, room. Yeah, I mean, they got to add some some other guys, I would think. But guys, we got to get to this defense. Yeah, it is time to talk about defense. <laughs> we have to do a read first, but then we'll get to the defense. Wow. Hey, real quick before we get to the read or the defense, you talked about the ghost of Jim Brown. We got something special. I believe this came from Creative Juice. You all are going to love it. Let Anthony get this together real quick. Creative juice, man. That guy's good. We He's met him creative. the other day. Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Not today, young uh, blood. Uh, That's did dope. He, wait, That's did he crazy. do that before my rant or after? I think he did it uh, during, during your rant. He was watching the show on his computer. That and is good. Being oh creative. God. That's pretty that, good. That's pretty good. Let's send that viral. 
Because I don't, I don't know how you explain it, but that's really, really good. <laughs> that's, really, that's his cane. And yep. He's knocking. Yep. Wow. I don't know how the ball came out, but I'm just glad it mm. did. Speaking of the ball coming out, man, let's talk about this Cleveland Browns defense. But first, as the weather gets wow. colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers, they can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options that include spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com UCSS and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And the Browns opened as a one-and-a-half-point dog in Houston, which I... That shocked me. I assume that that means that he's going to be... that. Um, what's his name? CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud's going to be back. Right, I mean, but I was surprised. Now, the Texans had a good win. They were down big also, yeah. and they came back. I thought that was going to be a tie. I thought it was going to be a tie. I was hope, you know, hoping. We, I mean, obviously, at the game, you kind of got eyes on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was late in overtime. I thought, well, that's a tie. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the Texans, I guess, won on a last-second kick. I still they don't did. know. They yeah. did. Yep. They last did. second of the overtime. Yeah. Guys, I thought this defensive performance was – it just blew me away. It really did because, obviously, they had some great defensive performances early in the season when everybody was healthy. But – you lost a bunch of guys off your D-line this week. Clearly, even though Ward was playing and Miles Garrett were playing, neither one is 100%. Now, Miles is, you know, he's continuing to progress, and he, he got close a bunch of times to sacks. But Denzel Ward, you know, missed that tackle that he missed late in the game. If he were healthy, he makes that play. I think I he think. didn't stick his nose in there because he's yes, not healthy. Yes, exactly. exactly. Who was the receiver? He split right between Ward and Newsom. It was some guy I'd never heard of before was the game. Mooney? He ran no, right. No, it was not Mooney. It was a guy from, he was from Ohio. Um, he, he, he played football. Uh, I, I can't now. even think of his name. He had dropped the one before, the same guy, and then he caught that. But considering the injuries and the thinness of the defensive line, and the Bears were playing their best football coming into this game. We talked about their defense, which was impressive, but also their offense had been playing pretty well. They didn't run at all. They didn't run either. DJ Moore didn't do much in this game. Cole Komet had a decent game, but Justin Fields did not kill him with their legs. And I thought, if you think, I mean, the defense really gave up three points yep. because they scored, the Bears scored a, a pick six. They, they their, other the touch, their other touchdown was at the one-yard line, which was the wildest possession. Yeah. Right. I mean. There was like eight plays before <laughs> they finally scored. I think it was nine. I it think was, it was on the well, ninth they, play. In terms of lineups, I think it was nine. I mean, it was crazy. There were, there were one after another, three straight plays, there was a penalty on the Browns. And there was a penalty on the Bears. Then there was a penalty on the Bears. Yeah. You thought, they're going to keep them out of the end zone here. <laughs> that was crazy. And they ended up scoring, but both of their touchdowns, you know, one was the pick six. Right. The other one was Got a very, very one. short field. Yeah, it was the one. So, I mean, yeah. really, the defense gave, gave up, up the a field, field goal. goal. That's it. It was fantastic performance across the board. I think it was the best. It was the best, I think. That, and the reason I say that is because with all the injuries yeah. and everything that was at stake, and in the fourth quarter, when they had to have three and outs and they had to have turnovers, Every, yeah, they, they made did one it. play after another mm-hmm. after another, and they were coming from all different corners. 236 and, yards allowed. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. And, and they and they were doing it one-on-one. Miles Garrett had a tackle for loss when they needed to stop. Alex Wright, they've Alex been seeing Wright. all these guys running. It's your guy. Mode. It's your guy. You called for him. I and called he made a him. huge play. I called him out. I said, listen. And, and remember, we spent months, it seems like, after the Rams game, talking about those jet sweeps and how why does no one have an assignment football for that? Alex Wright makes that play. He we, saw it coming. He saw it coming, I mean, tackles him there. And, and so it, it just seems like 
when when they scored that touchdown, the Browns defense was like, "Oh, let's put that let's put that uh, cape on and be the Browns at home." When they're at home, it's different. Like it's just it's video game. It's like when you play Tetmo Bowl and somebody picked the same play as you. Jailbreak. <laughs> yeah. Home, home field is important to everybody. Yeah. I don't know that a home field would benefit anybody more than it would oh, the Browns. Yeah. I would not, I they just look no. like two different football teams it's this two year, home and away. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, you talked about the Miles Garrett play real quick because yeah. that was a huge impact play on that last Bears drive, oh, yeah, or, or the second, their second, second to last, to last drive. drive to get that stop where he was Khalil Herbert, I think, who ran he on the first play. To five-yard loss. I mean, that was huge. That drive yeah. was sunk. It, it, you automatically put them behind the sticks. Right. And that's when, once once they get off schedule, you've got yeah, them. Done. Right. Now you've got That was them. a and, huge, huge play. Uh, I don't, and JOK was just all Is he a pro bowler, guys? Yes. I think yes. I, I said yes. years ago, I, I think, think he's a pro if, bowler. If you, if you play that well on the best defense in the league, you are a pro I bowler. I got to believe he is. And Hopkins is a pro bowler, too. I mean, who? I believe Hopkins is a pro bowler, too. Yeah, I do, too. I do, too. They have a lot of guys that could be pro bowlers. I mean, well, certainly Miles Garrett. They, that, that vote is usually that the announcement's coming up. I would, yeah. Like I, week fifteen, I always thought. Yeah. Week sixteen, it's, maybe. Yeah. Now. I mean, you can make a case for. I think Martin Emerson's a pro bowler. Denzel I think Ward. JOK. Denzel's missed some time, but yeah, I mean, he's good yeah. enough to but be. He's in there. He's been gr- absolutely been great. Miles. Like uh, off this defense, particularly, you should see a lot of guys. I think make you know. What, you know, what's the most impressive part about it is. You know, Juan Thornhill was supposed to be a big part of what they do because of his leadership and him being Kansas City and just being back there as a calming factor, directing traffic. But I'm looking at Ronnie Hickman, undrafted guy. He played well. De'Anthony Bell played his tail off. He made plays before the, the interception. You're right. And, and it's just like, and, and once again, Greg Newsom, I think you you get the most. You, I won't say hate. Pete, we own you the most out of anybody because if we feel like you like he's the little brother, like he's the little. Well, you well got, he's the guy the other team picks on. For Emerson, sure. Emerson, Ward, and Dennis Newsom. We always got him there as, as the little brother, and we're looking at him like you could be doing this or you should do this. But I'm gonna tell you what: if you gonna dance after every single play, yeah. so be it. Yeah, I got I like no problem. That. I like that. I, I have a problem. I, I, I love I, it. I, I do, particularly when he did nothing to lead to the result. Hey, I there like that. There was a time yesterday when he got burned, his guy was open, his guy just dropped the ball, and he's on the ground doing it. I'm like, come <laughs> on, you didn't do anything. I, I, I love it. I, I like to do something. I hear you. I have changed my tune on this. I used wow. to be old and curmudgeonly on this. Now, if they're losing by, I, I saw uh, somebody on the um, uh, the Chargers did that. Eckler did that on a first down. He single first down when they're down like forty points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, one yeah. thing. Yeah, that's okay. It was yeah, only I'm, a ten I'm, point I'm, game, and the defense was playing great. I, know, I don't but, have a problem with it. My thing is like it sort of mutes everything else. Yeah. Save that for when you leave your feet, dive, and you knock the ball out of the I hear right you. here. So like when you make pu- a big play, but he did nothing on I that play. I just think play, it's part of who they are. I think it's and then he's on the ground rowing Jim, the boat. Jim Schwartz says something. I said, somebody finally got it. He said he was out of football. He was yeah. walking around a little bit, going to different places places. And he said, you know, he realized that it's not all about just being in your gap and doing things like in drill sergeant. He yeah. said, these guys have to want to enjoy the play for you. So he came up with a rule. He said, the only time I'm going to get mad at you is if you don't show enthusiasm. 
He said, I want every play you make. I need everybody doing their own dance, everybody yeah. doing their thing, because it's infectious. And even and that type of energy keeps you in a game when you're down 17-7. Right. Yeah. The only complaint about the defense for me was, how the hell did he get two 12-men on the field penalties in that goal line situation? I well, I don't know what happened there. By the way, one other guy we left out of the uh, uh, Pro Bowl conversation, David Njoku. David Njoku, I was thinking the same no, thing. No, I thought we were doing Outside of Travis Kelsey, who's better in the AFC right now? Evan Ingram, he's probably right there. Three three tight ends from each conference. David and Joku push record on the DVR. The other good t- <laughs> bookmark this. The other good tight ends, Hawkinson, Kittle, Laporta, all NFC. So yeah. you got I think you got Kelsey, Najoku, and Ingram are your three AFC tight ends. I Look think. at that. Look at that. He got, so he he does deserve that money. He has earned well, his money. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> we waiting for it. He, hey. is really, he is really putting – he has – he and Flacco have fantastic you know chemistry. What, what, I know we're getting more to that later. We Sorry, are going to talk about that yeah. later, but it's funny that the guys that we thought would be uh, the one and two in terms of pass catching, they've emerged – you know, I, I hate to keep saying this, but – this looks like an NFL offense <laughs> with a real pro-style NFL arm. It's not gimmicked. It's not. It's put your best wide receiver over here. Let him run great routes and let your quarterback yeah. throw darts in between defenders. This is what it's supposed to look like. Yes. You sat here for a year and a half and said, why is it when I watch other teams, some of the other top teams in the league, they're just throwing the ball all over the place, making it look easy. Yeah. Joe's kind of doing that right now. Yeah, he, really in the fourth we, quarter. We, we look like a team. There are certain routes that you, you can go. I, see, I used to say this, man. If you have trouble with creativity, have your scouts and your, your little tape film people go tape the game for every game, right? And then just pick the top five plays you like and say, I'm still in those plays. <laughs> I'm going to run <laughs> okay. those back those next week. These are mine. I may put a little wrinkle on them. They're like, man, this playbook is so dynamic. I know because I stole it from the Chiefs last week. Then I got three from the Dolphins <laughs> and four for the Cowboys. Look at my first 15. I'm dominant. Like, why is not I steal any for the Cowboys <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. Wow. And the Bills are a problem now. Oh. You know what? I, more yeah. than any other yeah. year, yeah. I, the, the, what a great year for the Browns to be in the conversation because the Super Bowl – to me, it's going to be wide open. Yeah, I mean, I mean I you think have some, especially teams, in the AFC. But but the, the the Ravens, who are sitting in the one, lost to the Colts at home. The Colts have proven to right. be a really good football team. But the Ravens are beatable. And they are the Niners in the NFC. We beat them. They went on a three game loop. Like I, this is a great year to be in that conversation. It is. I do think the Ravens and the Niners deserve to be ahead of everybody else. Slightly. But their neither is unbeatable. I think the Niners are head and shoulders I mean, the best team the in Browns football. have beaten both. Yep. I that's, hear you. That's but the, crazy. Right in, now. In all likelihood, they're going to be the ones in both conferences. Right now, the Niners look like the best team in football by a lot. They do, especially with the Cowboys taking yeah. a major step back. And your boy yesterday. Brock Purdy and is the favorite to win MVP now. We've talked about this before. I'll quickly say it because then we're going to get it to a read for yeah. Earl. But... I've been saying all along, someone better drive the death knell in these bills. Somebody yeah, better do it. Yeah, they're a problem. It. Big so problem The now. bills are going to be a problem. They're going to the make the playoffs. I think they're going to make the playoffs. And who's going to want to raise their hand to play them? No. You know, I, I think they, they, they can beat anybody when they're no. playing like they did the, yesterday. There's a path. Well, look, okay. If we go on, they play, if they're going to play a wild card team, I don't know if, if you get the bills playing the, say, for instance, the Ravens. I'll take that matchup. Like I would well, rather, the Ra- well, Ravens are probably the one. So if the Bills end up as the seven, they'll probably play either Kansas City or Miami. I like that. I need them to get them at up their out of place. There. Yeah, yeah. And if you could get one of those two up out of there, 
The and Bills just beat the Chiefs in Kansas City, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, it was a close game. It was a very close yeah. game. But I mean, like, this is going to be one of those crazy fun years. And, very unpredictable. And, uh, I'm, I'm glad that they're going to get an invitation you, to the party. You, Earl, uh, read and then we'll pivot. For sure, man. So uh, next up, we're going to get into how David Njoku and Amari Cooper did something for the first time since Josh Gordon and Gary Barnage. Go figure that. Wow. But first things first, as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers is getting $150 in bonus bets. Uh, that's with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in, into all the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com UCSS and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partners of the NFL. Real quick, Jay, I know like uh, earlier in the season, you were one of the people that called for David Njoku to kind of step up and, you know, earn his money. I think it's fair to say he's done so. Big time. Amari Cooper is who we, who we know he is. Who will emerge as weapon number three for the Cleveland Browns? Well, I gave mine away earlier. I think it's going to be Goodwin. I, I really do. I know everybody's going to say, hold on, simmer down. It was yeah. one catch. But it's, he brings an entire different facet to the offense. And as far as I know, he's the only guy here that can do it. I and mean, so I think he's the guy, but I'll let you guys weigh in and who, tell me who I, you think. I think is. it's Cedric Tillman. I thought he made a big impact on yesterday's game. I what think were his he's numbers? A, what do you have? How many catches? I don't remember the exact numbers offhand, Errol, if you want to bring it up. But, uh, he had uh, four catches, 52 yards. Okay. I mean, that, he, R, that RPO throw was a big one. He, he, and he looked like he was moving downhill on that, too. He's looking like a – he's starting to look like a hit. Yeah. But, hey, we got a long way to go. It is. It's, but, but but we like him a lot more now than we did. Yeah, first I mean, half he's of the been season. steadily improving and being more of a factor. I like what I'm seeing from him. I have to. I'm totally with you. I think it's I think it's Cedric. He's he's emerging as someone who they can count on. He makes tough catches in traffic. He's a big body. He still hasn't done what I thought his role was going to be, which is the high point in the end zone. Yeah, you know, a fade route. The right. big receiver in the red zone. We really haven't seen that part at all. And I thought that would be his the first thing that he contributed to this team. So I think there's a lot there. I think there's a lot more to go. There's more layers to this, as G said. There's more gears in there. Uh, but for me, it's I think Tillman is absolutely going to play a role yeah, in this. This team. is very close. Yeah, very. Because Tillman made a couple. Of, now look, we could argue that a couple of weeks, two weeks in a row, he's not been in the right place and it caused a turnover. That's young receiver stuff. You know, you can't re- you really avoid that. Also, stuff. a new quarterback that new you're developing chemistry right? with. Um, yeah. I thought he I thought he played really well. Um, but man, I gotta go to Goodwin um, because I thought Sanchez said it said it um, really well on on the uh, telecast. Well, that's said, the first time anyone's ever said that. Well, yeah, right. I'm gonna see Mark. Listen, besides the hair, you know, I'm gonna give you something right here, right? Look, I like the Madden comment too. So that's two for you. Now he said they need to do. They sitting all over that that the sit downs. They know what they're running. The comeback routes is not open. He said they just need. A throw to, to t- say, listen, we still got this Stretch in the playbook. Out. Yeah, and that ball he threw to Goodwin was so crazy, it was like I was like, man, that's a that's the best fire I ever seen. Yeah. And he hit him directly in stride. Yeah, he did. And now that's on tape. See, that's what that's now, what I think it's yeah. going to change that's everything. On, now the, I, now, now that's the defense on has to honor it. I think they're both going to be a factor in the rest of the way. It's close, though. I think Tillman. You know odd? We, nobody mentioned Elijah Moore. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and he's had decent chemistry with Flacco in the other games, but I think Tillman's just going to be on the field a lot more than Goodwin's going to be on the field. 
Goodman, uh, Goodman, well, Goodwin will 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 be a foul. Like, that was his only target the whole game. Was that that pass? And I have to put him on the field more because now, even if he's a decoy, yeah. okay, good. Well, Take I'm the all, safety out of the play. I'm also concerned about the protection holding on the Goodwin play. Like, yeah. You yeah, need yeah. you you got to have a pocket right, right, for that. Yeah, they, with an 80% backup offensive line, you're right. That's going to be they tricky. Ransom tr- I they like ransom getting him mis- out of the pocket though. The misdirection stuff. With, with, who picked up that last block to throw that ball? You said it. Oh, Dunn, uh, Dunn, Dunn was a yeah. pulling guard. Dunn <laughs> doubled with Njoku. Yep. I don't know if it was Sweat, but Njoku, they had David stay in to block, and Dunn was the pulling guard. Yep, yep. But I didn't see who they were blocking. And he got but. that block, and that was the only way they got that off. They're going to have to get creative. They're going to have to get creative in a lot of stuff that they do. Um, he don't have a whole out. lot of time by, to throw back. By yeah, the way, he guys, doesn't, and he's going to have even less if, if these injuries yeah. uh, last and continue. Yeah. Amari Cooper now 15 yards away from the first ever back-to-back thousand-yard season by a Browns receiver. 15 yards, knock on everything. He's <laughs> it, it might take 17 games <laughs> to get him there. And David Njoku has now set his record for most receiving yards in a season with 705. It's unlikely, but he's got an outside shot at he can at get to a thousand, thousand yards. He needs to average games, he he needs three straight hundred about, yard you know, games. Ninety nine yards a game. If, right. he, if he does that, man. Well, you know what's funny? We yeah. talked about, and this is what a good quarterback does. We talked about all season wide receiving core, mid, mid, pass catchers, yeah. mid, mid. They're not good. They're not good. Who's going to step up when you put a guy back there? who can throw darts and is accurate and can go through his reads and find the open guy. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, we just mentioned, because I threw Elijah Moore's name in there because I thought somebody wouldn't mention him. Right. Now, we're sort of five deep as yeah, our top not, three nobody's weapons. panicking about a wide receiver. You'd still want to get better in the offseason. And, yeah. and, and that's how I, that's, a, a good quarterback that? can hide a lot of warts. That's still the number one priority this season. I still think oh, it's in a, the offseason, right. no question. You can never have enough good receivers. Wherever their top pick is, I'm spending on a receiver. By the way, I was just thinking, you were like, well, they haven't hit Tillman in the end zone. I'm thinking, almost all of Flacco's touchdowns the last two weeks have been Longer. long touchdowns. I thought that yeah. too. He has not been in a red zone offense right. very much. And they seem, to, look at, they seem yeah. to be looking at, like, even Harrison Bryant and Njoku – and it's a lot of slant and in routes when they're down toward the goal line. Yeah. They really don't throw a lot of fake corner fades, they right? Don't corner. Because they haven't had a wide receiver built that way yeah, they don't. until Tillman. But I think you're right. They've got to throw that wrinkle in there. And, and to get back to Njoku, like, the numbers are what they are. And, you know, if he gets to 1,000, that's great. But it just feels like the catches he's made are at huge yeah. moments. And he's been wide Huge open. moments. And, well, he made the two big plays on the final field goal drive. Yeah. yeah. Two well, the long first one, receptions. The I mean, first one, however long it was, 30 yeah. yards or whatever, you're like, how do they hit that play in that moment? The, the touchdown catch, I thought Joe was throwing it away. No, I thought he was throwing it through yeah. the back of the end zone. Wow. And all of a sudden, Njoku. That was an incredible play. Because oh, yeah. people, I, I immediately thought back to the Bucks catch last year in overtime. Like, yeah, it was yeah. that type of athletic where did that come from? Unbelievable yeah. type because of catch. Because Joe Flacco is throwing, like, I, I've seen this this thing now. If a defender is in trail position, i got to ask Tyvis about it. But nowadays, when the defender is, if they're in trail position and their back is towards the, the, the you know, the football, quarterbacks are just throwing that. Yep. Yeah. They're just throwing it. Like, yeah. I, I'm a That's high That's exactly what happened there. And, and let my guy go get it. Yeah, yep. and he had no chance. Before, people wouldn't throw that because it looks like, I'm, I'm not going to throw that because it's right there. The traffic right there. I thought he's throwing it away. Yeah. I did too. And all of a sudden, his hands go up, catch it, and he gets his feet in. And I'm like, yeah. wow. They have a, they yeah. got a connection. They oh, really yeah. What makes connection. that play work too is obviously the rollout. You, you know, if he's going to take a straight drop, he's got two seconds to get nah, rid of the yeah. football. But if you go back and run that play again, you can start counting by 1,000. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. He was a he gave his tight end, in this case, time to get open because look at look at he's running, right, running, right. running. Everybody's chasing him. Yeah. If that's a straight drop back, the pocket's gone in no time and he has to throw that through the back of the end zone. And that's a veteran quarterback recognizing early the pressure was coming from one side of the field. And ran the I other gotta way. get out. Just like yeah. last week. It yeah. was really smart. By the way, the Njoku play, the the third what did the Browns have? Third and fifteen on that final uh the yeah. final drive yeah. to score the field yeah. goal. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was third and fifteen when he hit Njoku. Uh, before that play, I'm like, all right, we'll we'll get him in overtime. Go to overtime. You know, go to yep. overtime. Yep. And he completes that play and you're like, oh my God. I mean they what they get thirty yards on that play? It's unreal. I mean really there were so many moments in this game like that won the game. That won the game. Yeah. It's it's incredible that teams still refuse to cover him. He just finds <laughs> he just finds well, soft spots in these is zones. It because he's staying in to chip and then releasing sometimes because on a lot of those plays he was given up on by the linebackers as a route runner because he was staying in. He's and he had stays a late release. A He's had a late release on a few. It worked. But there was a couple yesterday where they just lost him. They Man. just lost him in the zone. He ran a short curl and the DB went deep and it was open. And there was nobody within 15 yards of him. And Zach and I look at each other like. They, I, they just refuse to cover him. And he is tough to tackle. I oh, mean, God. as far yeah, as tight ends go. Open field with a big, well strong Komet, dude. Uh, at the end of the first half when they were driving and yeah. they were trying to save time, we could tackle that guy in bounds. Once he caught the ball in the middle of the yeah, field. Right, right. And he's dragging yeah. guys all the way to the sideline to get out of bounds. He's a tough bring down as well. Yep. I, I, don't, I don't know that my answer to this is going to be yes, but I think it's worth a question. Was this the Browns' signature win all season? Because no. for me, San Francisco was a little bigger. Yes. But the way they won this one, yeah. being down, scoring 17 points in the fourth quarter, they got great effort from the defense the entire game. I still look at that San Francisco game, and you can look at this game the same way too. If the last play of the game outcome was different, obviously, uh, but the Niners could have made a kick. This Hail Mary was executed. Yeah. Receiver had it on his back. I, I, I still the, think it's the Ravens game. I was just going to say that. Okay. I still think okay. it's I mean, that was the, the Ravens have been the Browns' biggest nemesis. Yeah, yeah. and, and in, in the division, that, that's yeah. good. To I, win I, that I, on the road, Deshaun going 14 to 14. Right. Like, to me, that is the signature Digging win. Digging out of a big hole in that one yep. as well. But, yep. hey, here's something new. We actually can debate what's their signature <laughs> win. They have three signature wins. They've had so many. the Steeler game win. And you know what? We tripping. I forgot. I'm looking down. We got three point. We got 3,900 people here live right Whoa, now. Whoa, let's go. We Get us over 4,000. So if you are a new likes. person, you are new to the channel, you, you stumbled across this, this is what we do every single day. Hit the subscribe button. We got great content. And by the way, do us a favor. We got 3,900 people here. Hit that like button for us, bro. It's free. And Let's it, pause it, five seconds for everybody to hit the like yeah, button. Yeah, we'll pause. Thumbs Dude, up. Here thumbs go. up. Let's pause Please, five we love seconds you. for the like button all across the UCSS YouTube network. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your support. A moment of silence. There it is. <laughs> that is our legal ID, and we did it right before the top of the hour. By Mo the way, has anybody checked on Bernie this morning? 
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.